Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshios, Sazria, and Mitzora. According to the Chinuch, the Parsha of Sazria contains seven mitzvos, five plus two, five positive and two restrictions, and the Parsha of Mitzora contains eleven positive mitzvos. Now, there's no question about it, but that these two parshios are probably uh, two of the most difficult parshios of the Torah. They are so because, number one, we are not familiar with the vocabulary, and more important, we are not familiar with the disease that the Torah is calling tzara'as, which we, for a lack of a better term, uh, call leprosy. It is not your uh, typical textbook leprosy, because whereas, yes, the individual who was diagnosed not by the doctor, but by the Kohen, the one who was careful with his speech, the Kohen, when he declares somebody to be Tomei, so it's only then that the person is Tomei. And interestingly, there are certain times when the Kohen just doesn't look to see if the individual indeed has this tzara'as. If we're concerned about the uh, welfare and the health and safety of others, and if this were truly a contagious disease, then a chasan during week of Sheva Brachos, that would not be a sufficient enough reason for the Kohen not to, quote, examine the chasan because we don't want to disturb his week of celebration. And certainly, when thousands and hundreds of thousands of persons are gathering for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos, the three pilgrim festivals, and someone looks at somebody else and says, you know, my friend, I really think you might have Tzoraas. I think you should get to the Kohen. So Mr. Kohen says, I'm not looking. I'm on vacation. It's my holiday. Wait a minute. This can't be the usual form of contagious disease. And as the Rambam writes, in very clearly his uh, parish to the Mishnayis of Mishnagoyim, chapter 12, as well as the Rambam in the end of Tumas Tzora'as, chapter 16, Pasuk uh, Yud, excuse me, Halachli Yud, um, the Rambam writes very clearly that the fact that there is Tzora'as on the house on the clothing, on inanimate objects, this is something which is nothing less than beyond the natural. And let us get this in now, even though I hope we will come back to it. This only happened in Eretz Yisrael. I'd like to begin, however, to learn a very important concept which emerges from the parsha of uh, Mitzora, and that is based upon the Mishnah in the second parak of Nagaim, parak two, Mishnah five, and the Mishnah reads: Kol Hanagaim Adam Roer Chutzmi Nigei Atzmo. Literally, it means that all types of 
quote, diseases a Kohen can examine except for his own, meaning he can tell and determine in terms of, quote, the next one, whether the next one is Tomei, is Tahor, but he cannot render these decisions on his own because we are concerned that the individual will look with tainted glasses, whether he'll be more lenient for himself or be more strict for himself, that is secondary. He can't look at his own. This, I believe, we can all understand and appreciate. However, be it both the Baal Shem Tov from one side of the aisle, as well as the uh, Litvisha Rabbeim as well, understood this teaching of the Mishnah in a little bit of a different way, and that is as follows. Instead of putting the comma where I originally had it, that all plagues a person can look at, comma, chutz minigei atzmo, except for those of his own, let's put the comma after the word chutz. And we're going to translate the Mishnah to now mean all diseases that a person sees chutz in others, comma, they're really coming from his own. Namely, you see the shortcomings of others that indeed you really have yourself. In other words, it is your mum, it is your deficiency that you are projecting onto the next one. And I have to tell you, very interestingly, but in the realm of psychology, this has a name for it. It is called psychological projection. Another one of those we had at first. Psychological projection, my friends, is a theory in psychology, in which humans defend themselves against their own unconscious impulses or qualities, both positive and negative, by denying their existence in themselves while attributing them to others. In other words, rather than admit a person's own deficiency, he sees this deficiency in others. Or, to say it differently, when you point a finger at the next one and you are noting their shortcomings, indeed, you are pointing three fingers are being pointed back to you. So, the first thing that we are being taught is be careful. Be careful before you are quick to point that finger to others, and if you are, then you should take a much careful, stronger look at yourself to see if indeed you don't have these deficiencies, and perhaps, maybe, maybe, God is showing these deficiencies in others for you to pick up on it, but once you pick on it in others, start, try to look at yourself. This is the first point, and indeed regarding this first point, I think you should be aware of that this is such 
a significant character flaw in so many people refusing to look at their own deficiencies that you should know that the Vilna Gaon actually hired the Dubna Magid to be his, quote, Mochiach, the one who would be reproving him. Namely, he'd be pointing out, quote-unquote, his deficiencies. Because we grow when we realize that we do have deficiencies, and we try to overcome them. And therefore, all too often, when the teacher but praises, of course, there is to be that very important balance. But ultimately, we grow from hearing our shortcomings and hopefully trying to overcome them. That is the first point. Now let's take this now to the next level, and the next level is on a communal level. And on the communal level, I believe we need to remind ourselves of a very sad reality. And that sad reality is that we are in Golos. We are still in, quote, exile. We're in exile when we're outside of Eretz Yisrael, and we're in exile, even in Eretz Yisrael, until we have that third base, Amigdash. And it's important that we don't allow ourselves to be, forgive me, fooled by the insulation which takes place within many of the observant Jewish communities. And of course, we have a lot to be proud of. We have a lot to be proud that we don't just have mikvaos, but our mikvaos are those which are tastefully decorated and our women are very uh, much pleased in going to a mikvah which is uh, appealing to them, and not just halachically satisfying, but one which is attractive as well. Yes, we pride ourselves that we have a mikvah, we have an Erev, and we have yeshivos, and we have a Ruven, we have, and we have, and we have. But we have to remind ourselves of the Negoim that are there as well. The Negoyim within our community, that unfortunately there is a spiritual holocaust going on outside of these havens of insular Jewish observance, whereby the rate of intermarriage is so high and so strong that it is really, really nothing less than horrific And we have to remind ourselves that we have an obligation towards any and every which way saving Jewish lives and saving Jewish souls. And we know from the Talmud Sanhedrin that when, unfortunately, one person was executed, now a person being executed by the court, obviously was not of the finest nature. And still God says, Kalani Meroshi, as if to say, oh my goodness, he has a headache. Whatever that means, it means that he suffers when man suffers. So one could only imagine, and this we have to understand, Shechinta Bigolusa, God's Shechina, God's presence is in exile. 
outside of the land of Israel and even in the land of Israel. But the important thing is that we have to focus on the land of Israel and remind ourselves that this is a makom of Kedusha. The very fact that the plagues that the Torah speaks of, about the garment, about the homes, that these negaim only took place in the land of Israel, shows, A, that we are still missing this very special Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence, which was really represented by these Nagaim. A person, quote, stepped out of line, and God was there immediately to let him or her know, hey, we've got to step back into line. This Hashkacha Pratis took place only in the land of Israel. And while we are privileged to have the state of Israel today, we have to yearn, we have to pine, we have to pray, and every single day, three times in our Shemona Esrei, when we pray, return to Jerusalem, when we pray literally for Moshiach, we have to pray and realize that we are not yet there, and that what too often appears to too many of us as an oneg, that we are really, quote-unquote, at that point of celebration, the parshios remind us that there still is a lot of nega out there which we must address and we must aspire to correct. And therefore, while we might not be familiar with all the very technical terms and application of tzara'as within the parsha, the concepts of looking for the deficiencies within ourselves, and not just in the next one, and realizing that we're not yet there, is that very strong reminder of parshios, sazria, and mitzorah. Shabbat shalom to all.